So welcome to the first episode of my podcast, Let's Talk Therapy. I am your host, Rosemary Burns. I'm super excited to be able to do this. This is a great opportunity. So um, I really like to thank TJ and Bluestream Media for um, allowing me to do this. It's really wonderful. Um, originally, when I set out to do the first podcast session, I wanted to do like a therapy 101 because as, a, as you probably or hopefully heard from the trailer, this is supposed to be like a conversation about just therapy in general because um, I've been a therapist for a number of years and just wanted to kind of share uh, and, and give outreach to just the general public on just therapy stuff. And so, yeah, I wanted it to be a therapy one-on-one type thing, like, you know, how do you get hooked up with a therapist um, to set up your appointments? Do you do online? Do you do in person? You know, what about insurance? That kind of stuff is what I wanted to do originally. But we have the COVID-19 pandemic going on. And so I thought it would be more prudent, um, more appropriate to do a little more information, um, more outreach to hopefully reach some people about COVID-19. And so what, you know, with everything, the whole world just totally different. People working from needing to work from home. Um, some people can't work. It's just kind of a whole big fiasco, which hope is so important in times like this. Just we will come out of it in the end, hopefully doing better. But still, since it's such a crazy time right now, thought it would be important to kind of reach out and, and talk about what's going on with COVID-19. So from a therapy world, um, we've all kind of moved from from doing in-person therapy to doing online therapy. And I'm, you know, I'm super grateful, thankful that we actually can can do that because it allows us to stay connected with our current clients. And it also gives the opportunity new clients to still come in and still get that support that they may need during really hard times. I mean, I know you all can understand you know, people get laid off from work or, you know, they've gone from seeing people, you know, their coworkers and stuff every day to having to stay at home. It's major adjustment to, you know, lifestyle in, in most cases. Hopefully it will be very temporary. You know, um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I truly believe that. But super excited, very um, grateful to be able to offer online therapy. I thought it would be important to kind of talk about what are some coping skills that you guys can use or that I can share via this podcast to try and help, again, offer support for, for some people? So I'd like to talk about depression and anxiety because I think they're some of the most common experiences that people are dealing with right now. So let's talk about depression for a little bit. You know, depression manifests or shows up sim symptoms for depression can be all kinds of different things. It could be lack of motivation. It could be just feeling like not doing anything. It could be sadness. It could be feeling det detached from people. It could feel, or I'm sorry, it could be disturbance in sleep and appetite. There's all kinds of different symptoms of depression. And uh, I'm sure you can Google what symptoms of depression are, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you will have all of those or that you'll even have 
you know, any of them. Everybody is different, you know, even though there's a, a definitely an overlap in, sim- in symptoms of depression. And so some of the ways during this pandemic that you can do for yourself to try and help combat symptoms of depression are doing one thing different. So, you know, if we're all stuck at home and, you know, kind of out of our norm- normal routine, adding something to your day, even if it's just one thing that kind of starts to build a new routine can be very beneficial when you're trying to combat symptoms of depression. So it doesn't have to be something major and like colossal, like a huge undertaking. It could be, I'm going to go for a walk today. You know, I'm going to cover my face appropriately, like um, the governor in, I'm coming from Arkansas. So the governor in Arkansas has said, if you're out in public, you should be wearing face, facial coverings and stuff like that. So if you're going for a walk, cover your face and go for a walk. That's one thing different that you can do. Um, maybe it's, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to draw something. That's not, doesn't have to be a huge undertaking, but, you know, drawing a stick figure for, you know, for a day, that is one thing different. So maybe I'm going to set aside five minutes of each day and do something different. That could, again, be a really good way to combat symptoms of depression. Make a small, manageable, and measurable goal. So goals don't have to be huge, kind of how I just said before. They don't have to be huge because if you set out with a huge goal, you set yourself up for more likely to fail at that goal. But if you take small little steps, small little goals, baby steps, if you will, to achieve the higher goal, you're more likely to achieve them. And then you're also more likely to build your sense of accomplishment and improve your self-esteem just by taking those little steps. So a good example might be, okay, so maybe you are going to do a drawing. Well, maybe for this day, I'm going to do, say I'm doing a landscape, I'm going to do the grass. You know, that's all I'm going to do today is the grass. And if you accomplish that, then you've met your goal. Well, maybe then the next day, I'm going to do flowers. And so that's, you accomplish that for the next day. And then by the time you're done, even though you're doing it piecemeal, you know, five minutes at a time, eventually you will end up with your masterpiece. So that's another way to try and help combat depression symptoms. Another really good thing that I personally really like to do is if I'm feeling down is watch funny things. Like we all know there's been lots of Facebook videos and stuff like that that try and um, make things, you know, make light of things, try and bring some humor into things, Um, comedies, movies, or TV shows. Um, there's all kinds of research about the the benefits of laughter and how good it is for your mood. A positive mood, of course, helps combat symptoms of depression. And so watching funny things, laughing out loud is super good for your mood and combating depression. So I like watching things like with my daughter because we're home. I like watching things like The Amazing World of Gumball because it makes me laugh and it's super creative. Find a show, find a new show that, you know, again, that's a comedy that can help distract you from kind of what's going on in the real world. Another one is play with your pet. If you have a pet, dogs, cats, guinea pigs, hamsters, you know, little furry creatures creatures that you know you love and they are your fur babies and um they're a part of your family and i've seen so many things online like on facebook and stuff like that that where (laughs) where dogs are like so happy that their owners are home all day um and where the cats are like tortured because their their family they're like the people they allow to be in this house are home and they're like oh my gosh but playing with your animals are are you know again a very very good way to decrease symptoms of depression There's all kinds of research on that too. So, you know, go outside, you can play 
fetch with them if you have, you know, that, you know, a yard and that kind of thing. And I'm sure they're loving it. Um, So those are just some really good ways to, again, combat depression. And then one of the biggest thing is remember hope. Depression, I like to say, I like to tell my clients, depression lies. It just lies. The All the thoughts that start going through your head when you're depressed, is, they're lies. But, you know, I'm not good enough, or I can't do that, or um, I'm not worthwhile, or this is too hard, or um, I can't make it through, all of those. And I know there's, you know, a whole lot more of negative thoughts than what I just said. But people who are battling depression, if you could take one thing from this podcast today about that and regarding to COVID-19 is depression lies. Those things that go on through your head like that, they lie. So one of the best things you could do is learn ways to, the big word is refute. Um, so it's almost like arguing with yourself. So if one of the, one of the things that runs through your head is, you know, I'm not good enough. Well, start thinking of ways in which there's proof, there's factual information to show that, yes, you are good enough. Yes, you are. Um, And start telling yourself that anytime that other negative thought pops into your head. That's what I wanted to talk about for depression for this time. I'm going to move on to anxiety because I know with, again, with everything going on, there's a lot of anxiety and worry about many different things because of COVID-19. There's health concerns, there's financial concerns, family concerns. Um, there's the whole sense of detachment, not being able to see family members. If, you know, you have, um, you know, loved ones who are, um, they have a compromised immune system for some reason, and you can't go visit them. We have holidays coming up that normally we'd all be getting together, having a meal, celebrating, and, you know, we can't really do that. That's a That's a major you know, major kind of thing that can make people worry and and panic about their loved ones. So I wanted to share also some great coping skills for anxiety. Anxiety, you know, well, depression too, but anxiety, a lot of anxiety you can feel. And that's what I've noticed a lot in my career. You can feel anxiety. You can feel when you feel tense in your muscles. If you're, you know, if you have a good mind-body connection, you can feel tension. You can feel your heart racing. You can feel butterflies in your stomach. Um, You know, you can feel when it's hard to breathe or hard to swallow um, because you're nervous about something. That's all can be physical symptoms of anxiety. You know, we all understand what worry is, you know, that's the psychological part of anxiety. And so some of the ways to deal with anxiety is doing things that help get rid of all that extra anxious energy. So for example, you know, if your physician has cleared you to do exercise, exercise is one of the best things for anxiety that you can do. Honestly, I am an anxious person. Um, That's just kind of part of my personality. I accept that I kind of have like a high strung nature. I can understand that. I get it. And so I definitely used to have a whole lot of anxiety until I learned self-care and was able to start going to a gym and doing a workout. This is one change with the COVID-19 pandemic that I haven't been able to do is actually go out to my gym. It makes it way harder to to be able to actually work out. Um, Something about going to the gym, the whole mindset of going and doing was a really good release for me. And, and, you know, I'm kind of missing that right now. But that doesn't mean that I'd can't find new ways. Again, do one thing different. I can't find new ways to work out at home. Um, There's nothing stopping me except for maybe the pollen in Arkansas. There's nothing really stopping me from going out and, you know, running. 
um, going for a run. As long as you're cleared for exercise by your physician, exercise is one of the best things you could do for anxiety. Some other things that maybe not be so active is practicing mindfulness. Mindfulness is, is kind of being at peace with your thoughts, noticing your thoughts, not judging anything, paying attention to your body and space. Am I comfortable the way that I'm sitting? Do I need to shift my weight so that my back is supported better? That's mindfulness. Those are mindfulness skills. There's all kinds of things that you can do to practice mindfulness. You can do a reflection. You know, if you're spiritual or religious, you can do it as like a prayer or you can do it just as, you know, um, maybe an inspirational quote from somebody that you can just focus on that and meditate on that, think about it, and see if you can apply whatever that is to your life for that day. And that can actually help reduce anxiety. I'm a big fan of doing guided relaxation or listening to like spa type music or relaxation music. Some people have told me in my years of, of practice that if they try and do that, it's not focused enough. Like they find their mind wandering a whole lot if it's just music. So you can try something like that, or you can actually try something that is a more of a guided relaxation where they actually tell you what to do. Like now we're going to focus on relaxing your head. Now we're going to work on relaxing your shoulders. And they do like a whole body relaxation thing that might actually work for some people better than just listening to music. Also, um, some people um, for anxiety, you know, they're always been told like you worry too much or some people will say, you know, I have such a hard time once the day is over turning my, my mind off. I'm always thinking about what else is going on or, you know, what I have to do in the next few days or even next week or what about next month. Those are all worry thoughts. Those are all related to anxiety. And so one of the best things you can do for yourself is set yourself a time where you take five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, whatever you feel comfortable with, and allow yourself to have those worried thoughts. Let them, you know, get out of your brain. You don't need to hold on to those in your brain um, because all they do in there is kind of fester and, and get worse. So have those worry thoughts. You can write them down, journal them, um, you know, write in like a diary or something like that. Whatever those worry thoughts are, take some time and get them out. Like, this is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about finances. I'm worried about housing. I'm worried about food. Write those all out and then give yourself the t that time to worry about it. You may actually come across some ways for solutions for them. Maybe not in that time, but that's okay. There's the next day to try and think of solutions. There's people that you can go to, other resources that might help you find solutions to what you're worried about. But one thing I would want you to caution you on is when it's time to go to bed, because I've had, again, lots of clients who say, well, you know, it's when I go to bed. That's when my mind just won't shut off. Tell yourself, this is time to sleep. This is bedtime. I can't solve anything right now at bedtime. I can't do anything because everything's closed when it's time to go to sleep, you know, for most people anyway. Um, you know, I can't actively like go out and do something to solve this right at this moment. Tell yourself that kind of stuff and say, this is the time to sleep. Tell that to yourself. Um, it might actually help turn those thoughts, the reel of thoughts off so that you can actually relax and go to sleep. If telling yourself that doesn't work, then, you know, kind of try the relaxation things that I talked about. Something to kind of take your mind off of those thoughts that can actually help, you know, again, help you calm down and hopefully get to sleep. If 
you know, you're trying some of these things and you're still not getting any relief, you're still struggling with depression or anxiety, then please reach out to therapists in your area. I know it is different trying to do online therapy compared to in-person therapy, but it's still just as effective. You know, you still develop that rapport and that therapeutic relationship with your therapist, even though it's by like Zoom or what, you know, whatever computer program you're using to do the sessions. And so again, very important that if basic coping skills that um, I suggest are not working for you, reach out because there are people always, always look for the helpers. That's a quote from Mr. Rogers. I love Mr. Rogers. He's fantastic. Always look for the helpers because they're there and they're always willing to help. That's why they're helpers. So look for resources so that you can hopefully get some relief from from any of the symptoms that you may be experiencing. Don't wait. I, I belong to a networking group and we meet every week to try and help grow each other's businesses. Um, it's a really fantastic fantastic program. And towards the end of our meeting, one of one of the people in my group just mentioned that he had somebody in his company commit suicide just very recently. And it of course had to do with all of the pressures going, you know, happening because of the COVID-19 virus. And this is tragic. So please, please, if you know, you're having any thoughts of wanting to hurt yourself, I mean, we all understand the pressures going on right now. You're not alone reach out, find a therapist, call the lifeline. You can look online to find it. If you're in any kind of imminent danger, dial 911 or go to your local ER um, so that they can help you. Because, you know, yes, there's pressures. We all understand that. But it is, you know, it's not worth taking your life over. There's always help. There's always helpers. And so I have a teenage daughter and I think she's wonderful. Of course, I'm totally biased because she's mine, Um, but I asked her, I told her today that I was coming in and going to um, record my first content, um, the first content for my first podcast after the trailer, and I said, um, I asked her, you know, if you could share something about, you know, or share something on a podcast about everything going on with COVID-19, what would you want to share? And she said, don't be paranoid and have a good attitude. And I really thought this was really actually two wonderful um, thoughts from her. And so I asked her, I'm like, do you, can I share that? And she said, yes. So she gave me permission to share. Um, I think what she meant by don't be paranoid. Um, again, this is a teenager perspective um, or, you know, the quote is from a teenager. So I'm not talking clinically paranoid here, but what I think she means by don't be paranoid is don't overreact, follow what your officials, you know, in, in your state, your, your government says, listen to the health experts, use good common sense, you know, follow their directions to try and help stay safe and healthy um, throughout all of this. Um, so I think she had a really good point there. And then the second one, of course, is have a good attitude. So that, of course, is brings back to hope. Again, hope is contagious in a good way. Hope is what, you know, is the light at the end of the tunnel and you can't stop hope um, as long as you you keep that in, in your mind and in your heart. Nothing can hold you down. And so I thought that was really wonderful too from, again, a teenager. And so I'm very appreciative of that. What I want to leave you with is some general coping that you can do before 
um, I stopped this episode. This is just in general, just for some general wellness while we're kind of locked up, um, you know, practicing social distancing, physical distancing, keeping yourselves safe and healthy. Some general coping that you can do, which is, you know, really healthy for you is yoga. There's, again, look it up. There's tons of research that the benefits of yoga, whether it's, you know, for a workout, for strength training, to just rejuvenate and refresh for just general wellness. Again, if you're cleared for exercise and physical activity from your doctors, yoga, I highly recommend. It's just a fantastic way to clear your mind, focus on your breathing, balance, mindfulness, all the kind of stuff that I was talking about earlier. Get some fresh air. You know, if you have a yard, there's nothing stopping you from going out in your yard and your backyard. Hopefully we have some good days of, you know, mild, mild temperatures and not crazy humidity and horrible, horrible pollen. Again, I'm coming from, from Arkansas. So we call it the pollening. That's what's happening right now. But yeah, go outside, maybe try a garden. Gardens are just wonderful because, you know, I know like places like Lowe's and stuff are are still open. Again, be careful if you're going out in public, wear face coverings and practice all the precautions that um, we've been, you know, told about by our government and stuff like that. They're still open. So you can get, you know, soil and you can get little planters or little flowers or seeds to just start a little garden. It doesn't have to be big. If you have a window, you can do a little inside garden, you know, that is very uh, simple. It doesn't have to be super elaborate, but there's just something so powerful about planting a little seed and watching it grow into whether it's flower or food, you know, or an herb, herb gardens and stuff like that. So that's another general coping skill that can help with both depression and anxiety. I, I also love gardening. It's just, yeah, that's basically how I've been spending my time during the during this quarantine and stuff is I've been outside trying to grow flowers and stuff like that. I, I love it. So that's what I wanted to leave you with is just, again, some some general coping. Um, remember, look for the helpers. Remember that there is always somebody out there who can, who will support you, who will listen. I would like to leave you finally with a quote um, from, it's actually from Michelle Obama, and I'm in no way making this political. I just found this quote and I really liked it and happened to be from her. Personally, I think she's a phenomenal speaker. And so that, again, is just my opinion. But I do not want anybody to take any sort of political anything from this. I just like her quote. Um, Her quote is, fear is not a proper motivator. Hope wins out. Um, Hopefully, I'll give you guys some good skills, some good things to think about and to put into practice while we're hopefully finishing out this quarantine. Hopefully, it won't be going on too much longer. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to the next episode where hopefully I can start doing therapy 101. Um, I really hope so. If not, if we have to continue working on ways to keep everybody a little bit more sane during the quarantine, then I am more than happy to do so. Thank you again for, for listening.